So did you see it? Uh, maybe you, I think most of you maybe heard about it. $2.04 billion uh, dollar Powerball victory this last week. I think somebody from California was one of the winners. Uh, that's billion with a B, right? And, and so maybe you've, I'm sure you've done something like this. Even if you've never bought a lottery ticket in your life, you've dreamt about what would you do, right? What would you do if you came across $2.04 billion? You, you, you'd maybe get a new car. You'd maybe get a new house. You'd maybe get a new job called retirement. Um, you, would, you, know, you would just have all these things that you would maybe uh, just want to do. I, I always like how my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law always says he would buy new socks. Not with one pair, new socks every day for the rest of his life. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? You get that new sock feel, and then especially at the end of the day, and you just either throw them in the garbage or the Goodwill box, and you, you never have to sort socks for the rest of your life. Uh, I mean, what a fantastic idea on, on doing something new. We like the idea of new most of the time. Right? Not all the time. You get new policies or procedures at work. Those aren't always a welcome thing. You get new neighbors. Maybe that's not always something you want if you've just gotten accustomed to the old neighbors, right? No offense, you're my neighbors, so. <laughs> we don't, I'm, I just said, we don't want new neighbors, right? Um, um, but we, you know, we, we have all these things. Uh, you know, even sometimes, I didn't say that when we began the service, but sometimes, oh, we're introducing a new song today. I almost hear this collective sigh, like, really? We have to do a, a new song? And and which I say everything's new to us because we're still a new congregation. So, uh, but, but the idea is that, that new isn't always something that we long for. It's not that we don't like new, but sometimes the truth of the matter is we like old. Right? We maybe like new socks, but we really like old sneakers. We maybe like a new home, but we like old neighborhoods. Uh, and, and so that's, that, that whole idea is it's pretty prevalent. Uh, you know, we, we long for the good old days. Why? For lack of a better word, they're good. And maybe we even find ourselves saying, oh, I wish things were like they used to be. I wish things were like that. On Saints Triumphant Day, I think there's a lot of people that think that way or maybe say that internally. Uh, while our ideas are going to heaven and being with those who have died in the Lord, there's, because we're not there yet, there's maybe this idea that says, oh, I wish they were still here. I wish they were still with me. I know I think that, right? Oh, I wish I could hear my grandpa just tell one more laugh or one more joke so I could hear his laugh just one more time. Or I wish I could glean wisdom from Mary's grandma one more time, one of the wisest wisest women uh, that, I, that I ever knew. And, you know, and I, you probably do the same thing. You know, even this morning, I, I was, was thinking about uh, preaching this week. You know, I, I wish I would have seen uh, Jim and Carolyn, Will and Pat, you know, our, our member that we lost here a few weeks ago. I wish things were the way they were. You ever wonder if God asked that? Or if God said that, oh, I just wish things were the way they were. I mean, you, you open up the Bible and you start at the very beginning. 
And you open up to the first page and it says, in the beginning, what happened? God created the heavens and the earth. And you, and you just walk through all of chapter one and, and you see that everything was literally just so. Whatever he said was the way it was. And you get by to the end of chapter one and, and he grades himself and he says, wow, this, is, this isn't just good. This is very good. This is A plus good. And then you go on to chapter three. And you see sin infect the world. The fall into sin, and all of a sudden things were no longer just so. As weeds creep their way into God's perfect garden that he made, as strife enters into relationships between husband and wife, and, and worst of all, the crown of God's creation, those whom he breathed into their nostrils, the breath of life, now they would smell death. And you almost wonder when God gets to chapter 3 if he just sighed and said, oh, I wish things were the way they once were. And maybe we ask today, well, why didn't God do that? Couldn't God have done that? I mean, if, if God created time in chapter 1, why couldn't he reverse time in chapter 3? If Congress can make us turn back our clocks every fall, why can't God, the creator of time, turn back the clock after the fall, right? And, and, and we wonder those things, and, and, and as we actually ask those questions, that, that gets us into some, some deep theological waters. Uh, it makes our heads swim, you know, because it says, well, if, if God is perfectly just, meaning he has to, he said, I'm holy and I'm going to, and anybody who sins, it, it, sin needs to be punished. Can he just go on and pretend like sin never, ever, ever happened? You know, it kind of gets to those questions, those, those questions that just make your mind swim where you're saying, well, if God can do anything, could he make us a, a stone so big that he couldn't even move it. That's a circular thought, right? If he makes a stone so big he can't move it, well, then he can't move it, and he can't. So you just, you know, your head, your head just breaks after asking some of those things. And, and, and that often happens when we think about things like loss of life or all these other things. Could God reverse things? where we say things like, well, I wish things were like they were, maybe not even dealing with death, but I wish things were like they were pre-cancer or pre-dementia or pre-divorce or pre-you name it. And while our heads maybe swim over that and we ask, God, why? Why can't they be the way they used to be? Uh, instead of maybe asking God, could you do this? Or thinking God should do this. Uh, let, let's look at how God stills our hearts and calms our fears today. And instead of looking back, he, what he does say is, this is what I will do. And he almost, it, it, kind, it comes full circle. Instead of going to the beginning of the, of the Bible, you go to the end of the Bible and you read some, of the, some beautiful passages of what God says, this is what I will do. And that's what we want to look at today from Revelation chapter 21. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. 
For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. I don't know if you caught the word that that is repeated so often there, but uh, I will make everything new. New, 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 new. And this, this word that, that Jesus uses here isn't just new chronologically. It's also like new in quality. Uh, saying it's going to be better. <laughs> the new heavens and the new earth that God is going to make is going to be better than even what he made in, in Genesis chapter 1. I, I almost think about it like uh, replacement insurance policies. You know, So if I go home today after church and my house is burned to the ground... I won't just get $300 to pay for that lazy boy recliner because that's what we paid for it 14 years ago. I'll get $900 because that's what it costs to replace it today. And better yet, it won't have any stains on it, right? Um, that's, what, that's what God is saying here. I am going to make everything new, not just along a timeline, but I'm going to make everything new in quality. And, and look what he says is going to be new. He says, I will make, I, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. You, you think about how, how beautiful, the, and this, the word for heaven here isn't like where we go and we die, but it's, it's really like talking about the skies and, and everything like that. It's just, you think about how beautiful uh, the heavens are today. Uh, just yesterday, I was having a conversation with someone about the beautiful sunsets here, or Friday. That was, actually the, that was actually a men's Bible study on Friday. Yes, we were talking about beautiful sunsets on Friday with a men's Bible study. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, you know, but, or you think about a, a beautiful thing like a lunar eclipse. But God says as beautiful and as amazing as the atmosphere and the heavens are here, it is going to be more amazing and more beautiful when he comes back and makes a new heaven, or you think about how beautiful the things of the earth are, you know, yeah, it's a little icy out, but it's beautiful to, to see the, the trees covered in fresh snow. And, and God says, no, the new earth is going to be even more beautiful, more amazing than that. And then he goes on to say here, he says, I, I saw a new Jerusalem. And honestly, this could, be trans, this could, be, could, could mean two different things here. Uh, he could just be comparing a physical city uh, city in, is a city in Jerusalem where Jesus did a lot of his work, and he could be saying, you know what, the new cities are going to be that much better. Uh, there's going to be no crime, there's going to be no traffic, there's going to be, you know, none of that stuff. Or Jerusalem was also used in the Bible to talk, to talk about the church. And so he could be saying, you know what, the church, the church is going to be better. There's going to be no squabbling members. There's going to be, going to be no imperfect pastors. There's going to be no tech, technology issues or anything like that. Every, you know, if I wouldn't have reprinted the bulletins, you would have had upside down every other page today, right? That would never happen in the, uh, in the, when Jesus comes back. The new heavens and the new earth are, are far superior to anything that you and I ever will experience here. That's God's promise to you. 
But it doesn't stop there. You know, last week, if you were with us, Vicar, I should excuse Vicar, Pastor Dermasek today, so he's over at Shepherd uh, this morning. Uh, but, but Vicar shared with us last week, hey, let, let's not sell heaven short. And he talked about how the best thing about heaven is what? Is that Jesus is there. That we get to see God face to face. And, and that comes up here too. That is a theme throughout Revelation. Whenever God really defines heaven and points our eyes there, he says the best thing is, is that God will be there. And you see that show up here too. You know, you hear God emphatically saying with a loud voice from the throne, look, look, God's dwelling place is now among people. And, and that is fantastic. That is the ultimate thing that you and I have to look forward to in the new life. But I, just like Vicar said, let's not sell it short. As awesome as that is, that's not it. That's not the only thing. Look what it says here. It says, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be with his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Do you catch the pronouns? Them, they, them, their, plural, right? And I think especially on a saint's triumphant day, when we think about our loved ones who have died in the Lord, that's where they are, right? That yes, ultimately we get to be with Jesus, but we also get to be with them. They get to be with us. Them, they, them, there. That is a huge comfort uh, that you and I have today. That, you know, again, you, you go full circle. You go, when God created this perfect world, what did he say? You know what? It's not good for Adam to be alone. <laughs> when you go to the back end of the Bible, God says, it's not, it wouldn't be good for you to be alone. You're going to have relationships. Different relationships than maybe we're accustomed to here on earth, but they're going to be better relationships. So just, just you know, think about some of the best relationships that you have either been a part of or that you have witnessed in others. You know, think of the best employee-employer relationship that you've ever seen. Well, the relationships in heaven are going to be better than that. Think of the best parent-child relationship you've ever seen. The relationships in heaven are going to be better than that. The best marriage you've ever seen, the relationships in heaven are going to be better than that. The best neighbor-to-neighbor, friend-to-friend relationship that you have here I cannot compare to what our relationships are going to be like, not just with God, but with each other. Any relationship that you have ever seen here cannot compare to the relationships we'll have there. And here's the best part about those relationships. They won't end. Like I said, today is Saints Triumphant Day, which is a lot about saying goodbye or thinking about those who have already left. And that brings a lot of tears. Uh, we mourn for those who have lost, and it's good. It's actually good to mourn. It's, it's okay to cry. It's healthy to cry. But get it out of your system here because you won't have to do it there. You know, he goes on to say here, he says, he says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. You know, I... I think of as we, as we talk about the last days and the, 
the last times, I, I, you know, I, I look at our, our theme here, the end, and, and, you know, what's that old lyric? The end of the world as we know it, right? We'll be fine, all right? We'll be fine. Why? Because as it says here, the old order of things has passed away. Anything that would have caused a tear, anything that would have caused mourning, anything that would have caused separation, no longer there. God is making everything new. But. And isn't that the word that always shows up? Whenever we think about what awaits us, we say, yeah, but. But what about now? Uh, you know, I was reminded of that this week. I had a conversation with a, uh, a friend of mine uh, who lost his 40-year-old uh, son-in-law. Um, we had a prayer for that family here a couple weeks ago. Uh, but this friend of mine, this is how close we were. He was my fishing buddy, so we spent a lot of time in a boat together, right? And we were talking on the phone this week, and, and he, he clearly said, he said, you know what, I know, I know Aaron's in heaven. I, I know he's in a much better place. Uh, my head knows that. My heart knows that. But, and that's where that word showed up again, but. But I'm having a hard time to come to grips with it. And then for the next 15 minutes, as I could decipher his words through the tears on the other end of the phone, I heard emotions that were all over the board, right? I heard anger as he was dealing with the uh, arraignment of the young man who ran the red light that took his son-in-law. I heard uh, a, a sense of like helplessness as here he is, dad, and he can't go and fix his daughter's life like dads want to do for their daughters so often. Uh, I heard worry in his voice as he thought about his grandkids entering into their teenage years now without a father. I heard desperation. I heard disappointment. All these emotions, all over the board. And when I asked, what's one thing that I can pray for you? And he, and he said that, just give me some clarity, right? But then you go back to these words. When Jesus says, I'm going to make everything new, who does that include? Yes, he's going to make a new heavens, and they're going to be spectacular. And he's going to make a new earth, and it's going to be spectacular. And he's going to make a new city of Jerusalem, and he's going to make a new church, and it's going to be awesome. And he's going to make new relationships as you're there with them, they, there, them, and there. But he's also going to make a new you, a better you. That's not dealing with anger and disappointment and confusion and desperation and helplessness. When we say, you know, when we ask this question, who is there? Yeah, it's all our loved ones who have died in the Lord. Yeah, it's Jesus. But don't forget it's also you. A new you. A better you. We confess it every time we say the creed. I believe in what? The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. A life that you don't have to dream about or hope for with the lottery. But it's a life that's been won for you.
through Jesus. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, please stand now.